Listener Production. Yet another down day for the Aussie share market. And why did shares of lithium miner Liontown sink today? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Thursday the 18th of January. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, Stevie. Another day, another down number. Fortunate, but it's true. <laughs> Market's down about half a percent as we head into the close. And it's been a very messy day of trade as well because we it were has been. down only about a quarter of a percent at one stage this Arvo. And this morning we were down by as much as 1% at the worst. And we met somewhere in the middle. We did. And the market just really struggled to find a direction, even after those jobs numbers, which we'll get to in a moment. So the immediate reaction from the market was actually a lift and then a little bit of a fall and then a lift. So really struggled for direction. But at the moment, as we speak, we are down just over half of 1%, which means we're on track to have our fifth straight session of declines, which isn't great news, but I have to say the silver lining here is that we did have a very big rally, as we keep talking about, at the end of 2023. So we are coming off quite a high base. Yeah. A five-day losing streak, though, hasn't happened in about a month. We're down about 3% in January now, and uh, we're largely at around one-month lows. And it's kind of something that's been echoed in many other markets around the world, which, you know, around one to two-month lows at the moment. And in many ways, it comes down to a sign of a more resilient global economy, at least for some parts of the world. And every time we get stronger data overseas, it means that markets think maybe we're not going to get an interest rate cut just yet in places like the United States. And that's seeing markets taking a little bit of a hit. Yeah, that's right. So we do generally follow the direction of US market, which obviously did fall last night. There were a couple of reasons. So we did get an upbeat update on consumer spending. So it seems to be a little bit more resilient. So I think people are just like, you know, rates are going up. I'm just going to continue spending because, well, can't really get worse from here, right? So (laughs) I feel like that's people's attitude. So they are still spending at the shops and that's what the latest data said. And of course, markets are starting to lower their expectations for rate cuts as well. So those those hopes are sort of dampening. They were expecting a rate cut as early as March over in the US and those hopes are sort of dwindling and that's why we're seeing share markets around the world falling. Yeah, and I think the morning guys made a a good point of this in the the podcast that last week there was about an 80% chance of a a rate cut as far as how markets we're pricing this in as early as March. And now that's dropped back. I look just now between around 50 to 60% is what the market's pricing in. Let's look at our own market though, and jobs in particular, because this was one of the important things that could be quite critical, if you will, for potentially what happens to at least play a role for what happens to rates here. So we had this update on jobs growth for the month of December and the number of people employed in Australia fell by about 65,000 over that month. And that was much worse than what the market was expecting, which was an addition of about 15,000 jobs. Yeah, exactly. So we're expecting to see that lift just a little bit, but we actually saw that fallback. But keep in mind, that does come after two quite strong months of growth in the job market. Exactly. So 72,000 jobs added in November, 117,000 over the course of October and November combined. So partly perhaps due to the, the boost in hiring from Black Friday sales ahead of Christmas. So People are spending much more now in November. Uh, You know, in the past, it was always, of course, December that was the peak. And also hiring can be quite volatile around December and January because of holidays. So they're two important things to consider. The trend, though, over a longer period of time has been one where employment has been easing a little bit. So most of the job gains have been all part-time positions rather than full-time for the past six or so months. And the number of jobs being advertised has also been falling 
It's down about 17% over the past year. So that's always a sign that employment growth could slow. Yeah, and another important thing to factor in is the unemployment rate, which did remain steady in December at 3.9%, but it is near an 18-month high. So that is something that the RBA looks at when they are making their decisions. So ultimately, what does this all mean? Well, it does add to the case that the RBA could probably hold rates in February, but of course there is still a very important piece of data coming out at the end of January, that uh, quarterly inflation number for the three months through to December. So they'll be looking more closely at that. So that'll be the next big thing to look at here. the 31st of Jan. So that's absolutely the, the main thing to watch. Let's look at stocks and sectors. Well, first, let's look at the sector. So for most of the day, we did see all 11 in the red. But in that last little bit of the afternoon, we have seen financials ticking up just slightly up less than a tenth of 1%. Consumer discretionary up around a third of 1%. All others quite broad base falls. So the interest rate sensitive real estate stocks are down over 2%. But it was mostly the miners that held the market back because, of course, they do make up such a large portion of the market. Yep. And none more so than big. BHP, which took quite a hit today. It was down almost 2%. It came out with some quarterly numbers as well. These are production numbers. Basically disappointed investors uh, saying that it shipped off a little less iron ore than expected between October and December. What has been helpful, the iron ore price, which is about 12% higher compared to the prior three months, and that will certainly boost profits considering that's its biggest earner. Produced less coal as well, and it's expecting that to be the case over the course, rather, of the year at a higher cost. And the oversupply of nickel globally has been contributing to nickel prices declining, which is not helpful. Shares of lithium miner Liontown were under some pressure today as well, and they've actually been the worst performer on the ASX 200 on the back of news overnight that the world's largest lithium miner, Albemarle, has sold its stake in Liontown worth over $121 million. Now, remember, Albemarle was actually planning to buy out Liontown in a $6.6 billion takeover deal last year. There was plenty of back and forth, and the deal almost got across the line until Gina Reinhart, Australia's richest person, got involved. So when Albemarle was trying to buy the company, she was upping her stake in Liontown too, which definitely complicated things. And long story short, this created a lot of issues and it meant that Albemarle then backed out of that deal. So fast forward to present day, Albemarle has now sold its stake in Liontown. So it doesn't look like they'll be revisiting that takeover deal anytime soon. So in effect, Investors weren't quite happy about that news and they started selling Liontown shares. It's actually reached its lowest levels in over a year, down over 10% today. We heard from Ampol as well, which went backwards on the share market, falling about 2.5%. It handed down a mixed update to investors this morning. It said it remains on track to report another record year of profits, but only a touch ahead of last year's results. And it was boosted most by its convenience retailing business at petrol stations. And that offset challenges with its fuel refining business, which hasn't been doing so well. So even though the shares fell back today, just a couple of weeks ago, it was sitting near the best levels in about a decade. Payment solutions company EML Payments was another one in the headlines today after saying it will wind down its troubled business in Ireland. So this subsidiary business has been running at a loss for some time and costing EML quite a lot of money, not to mention the time investment to manage the issues. So they've come to the conclusion 
the best decision is to offload the business altogether, given it was no longer commercially viable or sustainable. So investors were quite happy about this decision, actually, it seems. And they've been the best performer on the all odds, which is, of course, the top 500 stocks on the Aussie market. It sent email shares to a roughly two-month high today, ending 22% higher. Let's look forward to tonight. There are a few things to watch. There'll be some updates on the state of housing over in the United States and also quite a few profit results. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing will be one of them. Key Corp, Northern Trust, not really market movers, but still will get some attention at least. And then tomorrow here in Australia, we have Whitehaven Coal with their production update. So that'll be one to watch. And the Aussie market has now shut. We did end lower by 47 points or two thirds of 1%, which means we did clock in our fifth straight session of declines, unfortunately. On that note, everyone, have a great evening. And you too, Laura. Hopefully a better day tomorrow. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.